0: something in your spirit and in your mind before you get to Christmas this year I want you to turn with me to Luke chapter 1 verse 28 and I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about giving birth to greatness Luke 1 verse 28 And the angel came to her and he said, Hail, one receiving grace, the Lord is with you. And blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what kind of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not fear, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Talking about the birth of Christ. Although he was born in human form, It wasn't a normal birth, though, was it? His birth was different. There were two little boys who were playing out in the yard one day, and they got to talking about where they came from. And uh, the one said, why don't you just run in the house and ask your mom so we can be sure about this because we have a pretty good idea. But see what she says. And so he went in the house. He said, Mama, where did we come from? And she told him this elaborate story about this great white feathered bird. And he thought it was a neat story, but he was a little confused by it. So Grandma lived next door. He ran out. And as he was running across his friends, where are you going? He said, I'll be back in a minute. I'm going to get another opinion. He ran in the house. He said, Grandma, where did we come from? And she told him about a stork and how a stork had come in and so we went back out in the yard and his buddy said well were we right and he said I don't know but what I know for sure is there hadn't been a normal birth in our family for three generations there were a lot of things about the birth of Christ that appeared normal on the surface Mary gave birth to Jesus just the way her cousin Elizabeth gave birth to John. But Jesus wasn't just like the other babies that were born that day in Judea. His mama was Mary, but his father was God. He appeared in human flesh, but he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. He looked like the other kids and he lived like the other kids. But there was something different about him. He was the savior of the world. We stop for a minute. We say, so what about Mary? What what does this make her? Because she is the mother of the Christ child, is she somehow different? Is she God like as well? And the truth of the matter is, no, she was just little Mary. Mary. That's the truth of it. Now, she was a virgin. That made her different from some. But other than that, she was just a little teenage girl who was shocked by this whole situation. That's the truth. Besides, who's going to believe her when she tells them that she's a virgin now? Three, four months from now, who's going to believe that? Can you imagine what was going through her mind. Is this going to cost me my relationship with Joseph? Because he knows he's not the father. Think about the stress this must have caused her. She was going to give birth to the most important person who was ever born on the planet, but it was going to cost her an awful lot to do it. She could be stoned for this. This was going to cost her her reputation. It very well could cost her 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 friends, her family. It was definitely going to cost her her youth. Her life was about to change forever. And later on, she was going to have to suffer as she watched this son of hers die an unspeakably cruel death. Just... 33 years from now. So giving birth to greatness is not as glamorous and wonderful as it appears to be, is it? We see the children in their bathrobes and towels wrapped around their heads, standing around cute little mangers filled with straw and babies and we ooh and all and take pictures and say isn't that sweet and isn't that cute but I'm telling you in real life it wasn't like that at all it was raw it was real in a stable in a feeding trough surrounded by sheep and cattle and You know what else is in the stable. Here comes. The savior of the world. It's not as glamorous. As we attempt to tell the story. Yet this process is still to be desired. If you look at the text I just read to you. You would notice. Three or four things. About Mary. That I think are very important. First of all. It tells us that she received grace. Mary received grace. Secondly Mary was blessed. Thirdly Mary had favor. And all three of those things happened in Mary's life. Because the scripture tells you why, because God was with her. See it? Look at your passage. Mary had grace, Mary was blessed, Mary had favor, all because God is with her. And because of all of this, she conceives and gives birth to greatness. I want to spend a couple minutes applying that to our lives. First of all, I would say to you, just like Mary, you have received grace. Now, I'm spelling out a case for you like a a lawyer would in a courtroom. Because I want you to see a picture. You have received grace the same as Mary received grace. What is the grace that we're talking about here? It's the grace of God. And the grace of God is the unmerited, extreme kindness of God that is extended to people who aren't worthy of it. And every one of us in this room have received that grace. It's been extended to us. The grace of God is to save us and then to keep us. Not just to save us, but keep us. So God has extended his grace to all of us. in saying, I am extending my unmerited kindness to you so that you can be saved and kept. Many of us in this room have graciously accepted his offer when we accepted him as our savior. And the rest of you, he's still waiting on, but his grace is patient too. Somebody say amen. We have been extended God grace. Secondly, Mary was blessed. We too have been blessed. I want you to think about that for just a minute. What has God done for you? Has he done anything for you? Can you think of anything God has done for you? If in fact you are a believer, he wouldn't have to do anything else for you, and he's done it all already. But he's gone beyond that in so many ways. Think about the people that God has put in your life. Your families. Your church, your friends. And for most of you in this room, even some material blessings you would have to acknowledge. You would have to own up to the fact that God has blessed you in tremendous ways so We're blessed. Just like Mary, we're blessed. We've received the grace of God. We've received the blessings of God. And just like Mary, we have received the favor of God. Because what is the favor of God? The favor of God means that God accepts you and he honors you. You are his son or you are his daughter. You have received Jesus Christ, his son, as your Savior, and that makes you family with God. And the Scripture says, Now you will rule and reign with Christ for eternity. That means you are highly favored. Those things could not happen in your life if you were not highly favored, not just favored, highly favored, highly honored, highly accepted of God. Just like Mary, we have been extended the grace, the blessings and the favor of God, which means what that God is with us. For that's where those things come from is the presence of God saying, I am going to be a part of your life if you will accept me. And when you do, then this is what's going to happen to you. God is with you. I love what C.S. Lewis said many years ago when he said, he who has God and many other things has no more than he who has God alone. No need for anything else. And so I've laid out my case or my foundation to bring you to this place, which is my thought for the day. If, like Mary, you have the grace, blessings, and favor of God because God is with you, then that would also suggest to me that all the rest of it would be true in that God wants to birth something great in you. My question to you this morning is this. What is the great thing that you will give birth to this year? What is the Holy Spirit conceiving in you? In the spirit realm, every one of us were 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 birthed on this planet. To greatness. You say, even me? Yes, even you. Sure. Why not? Have you received grace? Have you received blessing? Have you received favor? Is God with you? If the answer is yes, and it has to be yes, then yes, you are here to produce greatness. Even you. Pastor, not me. Yes, you. But be sure that if you're willing to give birth to something, it'll cost you. Won't it, ladies? It'll be worth it. You'll pay a high price, but it'll be worth it. Greatness is what we were born to accomplish. But nothing great was ever born apart from suffering and sacrifice and stress to the one who was giving birth. The baby makes the mama forget the pain, I'm told, but it's still there and still a memory. I want you to get it in your heart and let it settle in your spirit that you are here to bring greatness to this world. Just like Mary. I want you to think about whatever that may be and don't let age or money or circumstance keep you from letting the Holy Spirit conceive something great in you. And I'll tell you this, no one who's ever had a baby was completely prepared for what that would entail. Were they? Even the ones who. Thought they were smarter than all the others by waiting long enough until they thought they could afford it. You heard people say that? Well, we want children, but we're going to wait till we can afford them. You'll never be able to afford children. I don't care who you are. It's all relative. But don't let anything keep you from being willing. To give birth in your spirit to what God is doing in you. Just say yes. You look at the story. All of this came to Mary. The that this will cause the shock of the moment of hearing what's about to happen in her life. And you know how she responds? Not with, well, hang on a minute. Let me go talk to my parents. Hang on. Let me finish up my high school. Parents. I didn't say college. Pastor, you're saying that someone can do something great for God before they have a college degree. Oh, my land. Yeah. Oh, my land. Yeah. Dad taught me a long time ago. He said, son, your ministry doesn't begin down the road When you get out of Bible college and when you're a pastor and when you're this and when you're that. He says your ministry starts today. He told me that when I was about 16 or 17. Starts today. Can I tell you a story real quick? I tell this every so often. Not so that I can bore you or make you think that I have become so old that I can't remember the stories I've told you in the past. But I I intentionally tell you this story from time to time because there are so many that continue to join us who are new and have not heard it. And plus I want us all to know what's going on. It's probably been at least 20 years ago now. On a Wednesday night in the old building. Right about here where we are. Except it would have been about right over there someplace. Probably about where Nolan is. Because that's probably about where I was standing that Wednesday night in the sanctuary. Because the sanctuary went this way. I think. No, it went this way. Didn't it? Some of y'all about to correct me. You're like, no, no. That's right, it went this way, pulpit was there in this way, but I still would probably have been about right there because of how it was situated somewhere in that area. On a Wednesday night, 25 or 30 people in the room in a 500-seat sanctuary. I took my little music stand and I sat it down there in front of one of the sections, and I was getting ready to teach the Wednesday night class. There was no music. And there was no praise and worship that night. I just got we had gathered together and we had prayed together and I was about to share something on my heart. And I stood before that little platform uh, podium and I took the microphone and just as I opened up the Bible and I began to speak. Something hit me and knocked me straight to the floor. I was laying on the floor in a fetal position facing the congregation. But they couldn't see me because we had pews and I was under the first one kind of. It was so helpless. I laid there thinking to myself, they're going to think I'm dead. I've got to get the hold of this microphone and get up and tell them I'm all right. But I couldn't move. I saw the microphone laying on the floor, but I couldn't get to it. And you could hear the people as they began to kind of stand up and look. Looking at each other and they're saying, well, his eyes are open. I think he's breathing. He looks like he's alive. One of the fellows who came to our church at that time, he just walked up. He just walked up to where I was. He didn't touch me. He just walked up to where I was. I remember he walked right up close to, 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 to one of my hands. And as I was laying there, I, 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 just, I just reached over and I grabbed him around his ankle. Like, help me. He's just standing there looking at me. And then the Holy Spirit asked me a question. I'll never forget it. He said, will you give birth to what I want to do in this church? And I said, yes. You may not ever believe this, guys, but you weren't there. My whole body elevated up off the floor. And I don't know how to describe it the pains, I guess, of childbirth. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. In that suspended state, my body convulsed ways that I don't even know how to describe. And everything that has happened here since... Was birthed. You say. Sounds like you're bragging. Wait a minute. Let me explain something to you. All Mary did. Was give birth. To the baby. He did everything else. She spent the rest of her life. Watching. Praying. Being proud of. You know where I'm going. Don't you? When they said. Wow. Your church is doing great. Guys. It's not me. I. For the last 20 years, all I've done is pray and watch and let you move in the gifts that you were given and operate with the talents that you were given. And I've sat back like a proud dad and watched you grow and watched the church grow and watched thing after thing, miraculous after the miraculous over and over again take place. I'm not saying I did it. I'm telling you I didn't do it. But what I did get to be a part of was the birthing. Will you give birth to what I'm about to do in this church? I don't know why he asked me, he could have asked anybody else. I wasn't qualified, wasn't deserving, hadn't done anything to merit that honor. I don't equate it to giving birth to the Christ child. I'm not trying to tell you that either. I'm just simply saying that for the last twenty years I have paid a price for what is happening here. In many ways, you'll never know. I have paid a price. Physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, emotionally. There have been times over the last 22 years... That those who were the closest to me, I've told them, I think I'm, sub- I- I'm really thinking about leaving. Because I don't think I can do any more good. I-, I-, I just don't know what else to do. I've had conversations with, I've tried everything I know to do. I don't know what else to do. And I've had to learn a lesson the hard way. God was saying, I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm just asking you to obey. I'm asking you to obey and lead and let them do what I'm telling them to do. So it brings me here today to say to you that God is birthing something in you. Let me tell you how you can tell what that is. It is that thing of God that is so much bigger than you could ever accomplish. It's that thing that you think about and dream about. But say to yourself, there's no way I could ever do that. That's right. Then it's God. When it's God, it you know what I'm going to say. It's bigger than you are. It won't go away. And it will come to pass. Have you received the grace, the blessing, and the favor of God upon your life? Is God with you? Then just say yes. And watch God give birth to something. That could never have happened. If you hadn't. Mary said. Here I am Lord. Do what you want. Now that's my translation. But that's what she said. Not hang on. Don't think I can afford it. Joseph's not going to understand it. Somebody's going to throw rocks at me. Because they will throw rocks at you when you give birth to greatness. She just simply said. Okay Lord. Let it be as you have said. I am your faithful servant. Do what you want to do. What if God is preparing you for the greatest work you've ever done? I'm going to tell you right now. You can't outdream God. You can't stress him out by by making your prayers too lofty. God is birthing something in your spirit. And he is not the least bit worried about whether or not there will be resources for it to happen. Or people to help you do it. None of that makes a bit of difference. All you got to do is just say yes. Yes. And then wait. The birthing will take place shortly. The growth of the child you give birth to is a work in progress. But it'll happen. I had a talk with Deb the other day. And I told her, I said, you'll you'll relate to this. I said, do you remember when Heather was like five years old? I said, when Heather was five years old, I was 30. And I used to say to myself, someday she'll be 25. And when she's 25, I'll be 50. Oh, my land's. But that's a long way away. For me, that was three years ago. Yeah. And I'm saying to Deb. Wow. God's given me all this up in here and up in here. And I just keep telling him, but Lord, you know, you give me these things and I've learned, I've learned that you give them and then I wait, I understand that. I've learned that about how we work here. You sow a seed, you give me something and, and, and then I sit on it and I wait and I watch and, and five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, it comes to pass. But God, now I don't have 40 left and 50 left and, but I want to see this. And he showed me a verse the other day in the scripture that I wasn't happy about. Because I've been praying that. And he showed me a specific word in the scripture that said, and some of these saw their dreams come to pass from another place. I'm like, no. (laughs) I'm coming to heaven. I'm excited about getting there. I want to get there. If you can come anytime, bring us all. It's great. But God, there's some things you promised me. And I want to see them here, not there. You know what he said? Nothing. You give birth to greatness, it'll cost you dearly. You'll sacrifice. But I'm going to tell you something. Nothing will bring you greater joy than seeing what you gave birth to grow up. Whatever that is. God put you here to give birth to greatness. What is he birthing in your spirit? What is he telling you to do? What is it that you can't get away from? Don't let anything or anyone take that dream from you because. People didn't give that to you. God did. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in us. God, you're stirring us up. Now, I mean, you're stirring us. We're ready to run out of here. Pick up a switch and start whipping the devil. Today, you're not asking us to be successful. You're not asking us. To be impressive. You're just asking us if we're willing to give birth to something. Giving birth to it's not going to make us anything bigger or better. It's just going to be a gift to this world that you sent us here to bring. Oh God, it'll be the most important thing in our life. Just like we do with our children. Will guard that greatness. It'll motivate us to stay pure. When our mind wants to wander and our body wants to run, that thing that we've given birth to will beckon to us and say, Stay the course. Your body in submission, tie to yourself and live for the baby all over this room within the sound of my voice. these people in their spirit with greatness I don't care what the devil's told them he's a liar and I bind those hindering spirits that would come against them and try to defeat their self confidence tell them that they're not smart enough not strong enough they're too young or they're too old God I bind the lies of the devil and I release greatness in these people all you need to hear from them today Lord is for them to say yes they just have to say yes And you'll take it from here But right now I pray that you'll help us In this room. Some of us know exactly what it is That we've been struggling with Been holding back a little bit So close to being able To just surrender But holding back a little bit Just in case God today help us to say yes all over this room if it's your word get up out of your seat and come gather around these altars come on gather around these altars tell God all you're telling him all you're telling him is you're just saying yes I'm your humble servant I'll do what you want me to do that's it that's all you do today then he'll do something in you he'll birth something in you I'm your humble servant Lord do unto me as you have said let it be I'm surrendered God to whatever it is that you're calling me greatness that you have birthed in my spirit I surrender to that today and I'm open and I'm humble and I'm broken and I'm contrite my spirit is broken my spirit I am open I'm open to the thing that the Holy Spirit wants to do in me I'm open I'm open I'm open I'm open open. saying yes to you lord i'm saying yes 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 i'll give birth yes i'll give birth to that thing i'll give birth to that thing and i'll see it through and i know it'll cost me but i'll see it through i'll do it lord i'll do it lord